0: Um, thank you, thank you for coming back to share. If anybody, if anyone, if anybody wants, we can move up. We have a little bit of a, of a, of a smaller crowd today than usual. Um, as usual, the, our learning should be as close for the Chayyim um, and the Chatufim. In addition, um, this is actually this, today is the first year side of a friend of mine who passed away last year, Yosef Newman. I'm not sure if anybody here knows him or knew him. Um, he, we, we lived together in Washington Heights. We met Aliyah the same year. We lived a block away from each other in Bay Shamash. Our kids went to the same schools. Um, unfortunately, he. Unfortunately, he had, he um, he was he fell ill to cancer around two years ago, and he passed away last year. And today, today is his first year. So last night we had, there was a gathering in Beit Shemesh, and today and today the family is going to to the Kiber. So whatever whatever I told I told I told Hane, I told his wife that whatever learning we do, I do over the course of the day will be as will be as a safe in addition to the rest of them, to, the, to the rest of Israel. Even though I don't think he needs a, he needs our kluyos, he was a it's a, tzaddik, it's a real tzaddik of a person, real real tzaddik of a person. Um, so, so today we're, we're going to start talking about kavanah and tefillah, which is one of the one of the central topics in in Tvila. We'll do we'll do the ma- some of the major stuff today, and next week, God willing, we'll do a little bit a little some, some, some something a little bit more different, innovative, creative within the world of the kavanah. But today we just have to get the basics down. If you go through Masechus Brachos, you'll see there are tons of different statements scattered all over the Gemara about kavanah for tefillah, and it was basically the job of the rishonim to try to figure out which of these statements should be taken seriously, which ones are halachic? which ones are agadic? which ones should be taken literally, which ones should just be because of the and also what each of these statements actually means in terms of concrete Kavana. I'm standing there in first one what actually has to be going through my mind. So as a starting point, I just wanted to go through some of the basic gemaras. So we'll see, you get a, get a sense of how complicated it is. Look at Rabbi Yona, who I think is the first one to, to quote all the gemaras together. Um and then create some type of Seder, and then we'll go from there to the Rambam to to see what actually is Ma'aky, what is essential part of Kabbanah according to the Rambam. So the first Khamar is a Kamar Braqhastaflamada al-Malov. The Kamar says as follows Tanaraban, Hamaspal Tsa Shi Khavinus Libula Shamayin. When you dava in you have to be machadin your lave to Shamayin. A bashalmir simuladabar, says a similar for this is Tahin libam takshivos nakah is a pasak, Hashem, you should guide you should you, you should steer their hearts such that you will listen to what they say. Good. So what, for what type of kavanah do you think this is? Pretty vague. It's unclear. What I think is pretty cool about this is that the, this is one of the essential sources, as we'll see. The pasuk that gets quoted by Shaul is actually a tefillah to Hashem. It's not talking about you as an espal have to have kavanah. It's referring to Hashem. Hashem, you should be mechin their hearts. You should prepare the hearts of Am Yisrael such that you should be able to listen to the things they say. And one of the central parts about Kavana is that we're almost like an earlier source, we're davening to Hashem that we should be able to have Kavana in our Tzfilis. Second Gemara. Gemara, the Gemara is a back and forth about this what do we do with the what do we do with the what do we do with the when you dive in, you have to see yourself as if the shchina is opposite you. Um, I should place God in front of me, opposite me, constantly. So what type is spoken about in this Gemara? Something about imagining God in front of you. Notice how many histaguyot are there in the Gemara about shibisi, about but your about your conversation with the shekhinah. You have to view yourself as if the shekhinah is connect right? And what would be a much clearer way of saying that? You have to understand the shekhinah is kineg dacha. But here you almost have like two histaguyot, two hesitations, two um, within the phrase of the Gemara. You have to view yourself as if the shekhinah is opposite you. Good. Um, what the source? shvis Shama menadi tamid. Which is, seems to be pasuk in general, tamit in general, but the Gemara quotes it and particularly about tefila. The ra'a and the Ritzvah, they say it's a Homer. If you always have to imagine God is in front of you, so kavahomer v'homer in is you to imagine God is in front of you. I think that the, one of the first weeks we saw the, we saw the approach of the Rambam. What the Rambam means by the, the tefilas and avoda, we saw that tefila is supposed to be a training ground for the rest of, the, rest of the day. You're supposed to focus on God when you're dabani and that's supposed to, and, and not think about the rest of your life. And then over the course of the day, as you go through the rest of your life, you have that concentrated, like, anchor. The first 40 minutes of the day, first half an hour of the day, first 20 minutes of the day, whatever it is, we thought totally, totally about God, and that's supposed to expand to the rest of your life. That's what the Ram says in Moranavuchim, and it's integrated into his psaquim and Meshach Torah, defining tefillah as an avodah. So this source is actually perfect. Shavit, Hashem, Tamid, you always want to be, be focused on your relationship with God. So the way to do that is to be focused when you're davening. So we have one Gemara, Tsarek Shechab in the Neslibo Lashamayim. Second Gemara, Shvici Hashem L'neid Gitamim. And there's a third Gemara in Yivanos. Again, these Gemaras are not next to each other. It was the job of the Rishonim to put them all together. You have to face it down. Your eyes should be your davening. Your eyes should be facing the ground. sham kolayamim. Amar in Avamala. When you're davening, your inayim should be Lamata, but your lave should be Lamala. In the previous Kamara, in the first Kamara, where should your lave be directed towards? Shemayim. Now we have libo you can get a sense that we showed him at a pretty hard time trying to figure out what is actually supposed to be going through your mind or your heart when you're dominating. Well, a bunch of different chimeras, they're not in conversation with each other, and each one is pretty vague on its own, and you have to figure out what, 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 what are they all supposed to do together. Plus also have the base of and the Right, exactly, the exactly. Yes, exactly. And then also, maybe you're supposed to be visualizing yourself as if you're in the base of Mikdash, um which is another layer of Kana, which we're not going to deal with today, but yeah, we definitely saw the visualization as part of it. Um,
1: there may not be just uh, dis- different opinions as to what kavana is. There just be different ways in which the
0: best way to actuate kavana is. Okay. You know, okay. Oh, I, if your heart is up, then you
1: focus better. No, you focus better if your heart is down.
0: So what yeah. we're saying, maybe, maybe all the way showing, all the gemara, are trying to get to a single content of kavana, which is yet undefined, but they're <laughs> describing different ways of getting to that content. Different techniques. It could be. And maybe, maybe we'll see that the Ramban is going to collapse some of the categories into, into one. Um, so Rabinu Yona, I think, is the first one, or maybe the clearest one, who tries to make seder of these gemaras. And at the end of the day, Rabinu Yonah basically says these three gemaras are referring to three different types of kabana. So look at Rabinu Yonah, source number four. The Rift did the job of putting the gemaras next to each other, so Rabinu Yona had an easy time commenting on all of them one after the other. So Rabinu Yona writes as follows. Hamaspal tzarik Shikabin is libo, kolmar tzarik shechab'in libo la amiras hamilos sheyeda mahu omir. That first kamara tzarik shechab'in es libo l'ashamayim. It sounds very metaphysical. sounds very spiritual. Sounds like your heart should be floating in the heavens. What does it actually mean in a korner binyana? Peirah hamilim. Just have to know what you're saying. And then he tries to explain how you read that. How you read that back into the Kamara. But according to Yuna, that first Gemara, the first source, is about pirash hamilos, pirash hamilim. you're supposed to just understand what you're saying. Good. The second Gemara, he doesn't comment on, because that's pretty clear. You're supposed to visualize, think about, that you're in a conversation with God. What about the third Gemara? That your heart should be Lamala and your inayim should be Lamata? So get this. Look at the second paragraph over here. Why right, Josh pointed out that a couple of weeks ago we saw you're supposed to visualize yourself as if you're in a basement. That's also in a different line of Yonah. But if we hear what does he say? What does it mean Libolamala? Visualize yourself as if you're floating in the heaven. Forget about pleasures of this world. You should think of yourself as a disembodied soul. Get rid of get, get rid of your body. And then once you're totally, a totally totally disembodied soul floating around heaven somewhere, then you can start thinking about the Visa mektash and then your, then your is going to be is going to be responded to. So Ravina Yona seems to say this third Gemara. And the in Yevamot that you should have a is is a third level. It's not perash It's not thinking of yourself as in a conversation with God. It is thinking of yourself as a disembodied soul that is floating around the heavens. That is the best way to that. Good. What do you think about that? What's gonna which brachos are gonna be hard to say if you're really thinking that? You're for. yeah basically everything you're asking for because you're supposed to be removing all <laughs> tanugi all anousagof. you're supposed to and think of yourself as a disembodied soul, but then you don't really have any physical traka, so like it's very hard to say the, so, c- the Vare, yeah, yeahkali the fighting like a very long very long list of they are very into wealth like any field that has to do with wealth, I think the fight have a longer version of it <laughs> that's <too. laughs> It's great um but sorry. Ashkenazi like a sophomore. Ashkenazi might a more. more. Rabbi Niyona was a Sephardi, but he was into disembodied souls. Um, but it's something, something, something shifted in, in Ashkenazi and Sephardi thought. But yeah, but this, but this is a third level of Kavanah according, according to Rabbi Yonah. And maybe at some point I we'll want to figure out if you're actually reaching this level of Kavanah, what are you actually saying when you're dominating? That you're, a go- you're in the Shama without a goof. So within Rabbeinu there are three levels of Khana. There is Per understanding what you're saying. That's the first Gemara. Second Gemara is thinking of yourself as in a dialogue, as in a conversation with Hashem, who is Omid Kineg And the third level of Kavana is thinking of yourself as a disembodied Neshama floating around the heavens. That, that's what it means, the Lemala. If you look in Shalchan, Shalchan Arach, actually quotes, oh, I didn't put this in the sheet, maybe I have, all three levels of this Kavana. It quotes Rabbeinu and if you read the Ark straight, it really sounds like the goal of your kavanah in Tefillah is to think of yourself as a hispashtos haguf. You should, as a the hispashtos doesn't even mean extensiveness. What does it mean? It means you're you're, you're leveling out. Sorry, leveling out of your body, such that you only focus on the neshama and spiritual things, and that is the ideal kavanah you're supposed to have. Again, we'll have to get back at some later point to how that actually fits with the text of Tefillah as we as we have it.
2: Now uh, the uh, says that first think about right, your right. afterwards came the Right. To about in the what's he not thinking about? That he's some floating disembodied soul. Right. So same thought one thought the other. It's all perhaps like the I guess, maybe I don't know. But right. We're not going we right. to get to that today. Perhaps it's a continuation, right. it, but I it's a
0: different form. Right, we're going to say that there, some, some people understood Rebunyona as being sequential. If you want to get yourself in the zone, you have to like meditate before you daven. But once you're davening, you have to focus on the words you're saying, which are all about Gashmi things. Penelope himself says, Shulchan doesn't sound like that. sounds like Shulchan understands understands so this should be your Kavana all throughout davening. And that's a crazy, I think it creates a lot of problems in terms of what the actual content of your Kavana is. So the Shacharav is going to quote all three things from all three things from from What about the Rambam? Like let's say let's say we're good Ramam Jews. We want to know did the Rambam the Rambam definitely believe in souls? Definitely believe in disembodied souls. Right? The Rambam thinks that us at lavo um, we're all going to be disembodied souls without 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 bodies because that's the ultimate reality. Rambam thinks tchiasam is a stage that after Mashiach comes at some point afterwards is tchiasam then we get our bodies back. But then, those, then at some point, the bodies fade away. People die, and the ultimate reality is disembodied souls. That's why people thought um, that the Rambam, one of the reasons people burned the Rambam's books was they thought he didn't believe in Skihasa because he describes the ultimate reality of disembodied souls floating around the spiritual sphere. And they're like, what about Skihasa You probably didn't believe in it, and that's why we're gonna burn your books. The Rambam had to write a holy garras to Skihasa to explain, no, I really do believe in Skihasa I just don't think it's like such an important thing. It's gonna, it's gonna happen for a couple of years, and then people are going to die again, and then they're going to have disembodied souls. What, what's the purpose of people becoming alive again if they're going to die again? I, I don't know. I'm forgetting exactly what he says, but that's, but that's the Rambam. shita. Rambam is definitely into disembodied souls. No, no question about it. Ram describes Misa, death of Tzadike, and as Misa's Neshika, because finally the Neshama is free from the chains, from the fetters of the of, of the body. But you look at Nikhil Tzvila, the Rambam could have said everything Rabbi Gennayona says. Look at service number five, though. What does the Rambam actually say? What is the definition of... Of Kavana, according to the Rambam, kavanah Salev keitzad. What does it mean? You're supposed to have kavanah Salev? Called tefila Kavana in a tefila. What's the first thing you have to know? This is really important. You have if you daven without kavanah, it's not a tefila. You must follow the kavanah. Close there, but You must follow the kavanah. And if you daven without kavanah, you, you have to daven again. And if you if you're in a state of mind, where you think you can't have kavanah according to the Rambam, simply to the Gemara, you just shouldn't daven because Tfila without Kavana is a worthless enterprise. Now that you know what, now that you know how important kavana is, what is kavana? Next paragraph, next halacha, halacha tzeiin. es libo You should turn away your heart. It really means your mind. The, Rambam, the, Rambam, the Rambam has cognitions in the heart. You should turn away your heart, turn away your thoughts from all other thoughts. V'yira atzmo ki hu and you should view yourself as if you are standing before the shechina. Therefore, you have to sit down and do do some meditation. We'll have to get to the how this impacts the content, the way you daven, the tone of how you daven um, it's at it's it's some point later. But when the Raman defines Kavana, what is the definition of Kavana for Tzfila? That is Ma'akiv Tzfila. Again, for, within Rabbeinu Yana, we had Parish We had Viewing Yourself in Dialogue with the Shekhinah. And we have thinking of yourself as a disembodied soul with it not caring about physicality or tanuge or So which one of those three does Rama focus on? Just number two. Just number two. The Rambam seems to uh, seems seems to prioritize the Gamarin Sanhedrin, le Hashem that um that he quotes that and that is the definition of Kavana. So Good. So that's, it's fascinating. So that means that it makes us be, it, it calms us down a little bit. Because at least according to the Rambam, then, we don't have to think of ourselves as disembodied souls. Maybe according to Rabbi Yonah, it's a good idea. Maybe according to Shokhan it's a good idea. But it's certainly not Ma'akev according to the Rambam. The Rambam doesn't even seem to have that idea on his, on, on his register. The problem is, though... It says it, it Exactly. If you don't, you don't, if you don't, if you don't, don't, don't kavanah, it's not tefillah. But what is the definition of, of, of kavanah? What has to be going through your mind that you're only the You're at That is ma'akev. But thinking of yourself as a disembodied soul oh, is right. not ma'akev. Um, what about perish hamilim? What do you think? It's perash ma'akiv. ma'akev. Let's say I say the text of right? I know that in theory I am saying shalat uh, Kashahoda hoda, in theory, but I don't understand a word of Hebrew. I'm a super spiritual person, so it's easy for me to visualize God in front of me. Um, but I have no idea what I'm actually saying. I just know I'm praying. And prayer includes you know, praise and requests. What, what do you think? Well, it's a simple read of the Ramam? Uh, simple. but it works. Sounds like it works, right? Sounds like it works. The never mentions the fact you actually have to understand the text that you're saying. Which fits a little bit because according to a Rambam, what is the actual text of Tefillah on a Doresa level? There is no text, right? We saw we saw earlier on that Rambam things. that you just have to in your own language say Shalom and, and you're fine. The text at Esra is not necessarily super important. Um, it's a it's a vehicle that Chazal gave us through which to be able to eloquently express Shalom If I know in my mind I am hitting on these themes. Um, and I, I visualize a Shekina in front of me. I know I'm in dialogue with the shkina, or in a monologue with the shkina. I don't know if the is responding, but at least I'm in a mono, monologue with the shkina. And I know that I'm saying saying these things. I, it could be I don't really have to understand each and every word that, I, that I'm saying. I may, 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 may not even have to understand any of the words that I'm saying. Psuken, it, it's not understanding, it's, about it's the present. It's exactly. The it's, about, it's about a certain presence and, and experience. Up. Yes. Yes, exactly. It's about, it's about showing up, it's about a certain presence and experience, it's about a certain consciousness, not necessarily about the exact words that you're saying. Fantastic. That's what you would say if you just had this rambam. But if you skip a couple of prakim later, the rambam Parak Yud um, doesn't give a different presentation, but adds on halachos about Kavana. Um Source number six, the rambam writes as follows. Again, this is six prakim later in the rambam, five prakim later. Me below velokhi is <laughs> libo, so if you're davening, you don't have kavana, you have to daven again. Right? That's, what we, that's what we already saw. But then the Ramam says, If you have kavana in the first bracha, you don't need to have kavana for the rest of it. Um, and sounds like you're fine. So according to this Raman and Paragyud, where do you actually have to have, where is kavana ma'akev? Just the first bracha. If you read the Rambam in Paragdale, the source number five, if you dive in with the Al-Kavana in a tefillah, what does it sound like over there? It sounds like the Kavana, has to, the Kavana has to be straight through. But what is the language of the Rambam in, uh, in source number six, in the Rambam in Parag What What is the content of Kavana? It just says, Kivan is libo. What does Kiban is libo mean? What is the only Kiban is libo we know in the Rambam? So what he says in source number five, it sounds like it's referring back to the earlier source. But then we have a little bit of a tension, because in the earlier source, it sounds like the Raman said, this about thinking of yourself as being in front of God, that's it's not, it's, what you're doing is not called davening. You don't have that kavana. But on the other hand, later on, the Raman uses the exact same words, and it sounds like it's only for the first proper. And for the rest of it, you could just age and you'll still be yotzei tzvila. You don't have to be choser and da- you don't have to be choser and daven again. So this is the uh, the construction in the Rambam that the, the older point to. And this is um, I'm, 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 I don't know if you, everybody's familiar familiar with it, or familiar, with it or familiar with it or some people familiar with it. But this is one of the uh, one of the better knowns better known better known pieces in Kedusha of Chaim on the Rambam um, in uh, in Hilchos uh, basically, basically in in in, 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 in Hilchos Rav Chaim Brisker points out this contradiction and his argument is as follows. The, we have to prioritize, we have to have four, in the forefront of our minds have the stira, then the Rambam in Parak Dalid, in source number 5, Kavane is ma'ak gave all the way through. In Parak Yod, Kavane is only ma'ak gave for the first bracha. So even though the Rambam uses the same exact words, Kivin Libo, what must be the case? Two types of kavanah. And where do we have? Who do we know previously? It is, Rav Kain doesn't quote doesn't quote doesn't quote Rabbi but he knew the Rishonim. Who do we see previously that dis- describe different types of kavana? Rabbi and Rabbi Yona explained that there are two other types of kavana. There's kavana for pira and kavana for the, your, the, your, the, your disembodied soul floating up floating up floating up floating up there somewhere in the heavens. There's no indication in the Rambam that you have to have anything in mind about a disembodied soul. But having Kavana for Pira Shemilem is something that's sort of intuitive for your davening. You should know exactly what you're saying. That's where Avchayim said that the, the two Rambams are referring to two different types of Kavana. In the, in the Rambam, in source number five, Dalit, the Rambam says it the tefillah without Kavana's ina tefillah, and you have to have this Kavana throughout the entirety of davening. What is that referring to? Shaviyah <laughs> Sehashem you have to realize you are standing in the presence of Hashem, for the entirety of davening. If you lose that kavana, you are not considered davening for those moments. It's like you're not aware of the very Mesa that you're doing. He calls them Mesa'asik. Like you're just you know, throwing around a matzah it happens to go into your mouth while you're asleep. You're not Yotzi the Mitzvah Matzah. You can't be Yotzi the you're are if you don't know the basics of what you're doing. The second level of kavana in Parag Yod We'll keep is his libo, in terms of the first bracha, that is not referring to the kavana of consciousness, a presence, like Avi said, that God is there next to you, but it's talking about kavana of peirosh hamilam. You want to understand the words. The words you only have you only have to understand for the first bracha. Where does it say that in the Rambam? Doesn't, exactly. <laughs> exactly. A it's a total, yes, yes. I don't want to say it's a total reread. He's working off of a contradiction. The contradiction is is, this, is the scope of how much kavana you have to have, for the entire thing or just for the first bracha. But the, what is it, what are the content of the cabana in both places? The same exact words, Kivain Libo. And the Rambam is always referring, you no, know, when the Rambam defines something, he always uses the same words, assuming you know his definition from earlier in the book. That's what he writes somewhere. You should always pay attention to when I give definitions, because I always refer back to, to key terms. Kivain Libo, the Rambam only mentioned one type of cabana which is Shabisi Hashemonaditambe, which is understanding that you're in dialogue with God. It doesn't seem like such a good- why? First, Ramam says, What is Kabbalah? If you didn't have a Kabbalah, you are not go to Later on, he says, Okay, here's where it's a Here's where it's, here's where it's, here's where it's 100%. Yeah, the other... uh, I, I <laughs> the yes. So, who's, who says this? Ravavram bin Ramam and the Chazanesh. People that that read the Ramam like a book. You read the Ramam like a book, you can't expect the author to give you all the necessary information in one stage. Things have to be developed over time. We give, Ramam gives you a definition over here a over here in a general sense. Sometimes he gives you the details of some later chapter in the book. Often he refers back, so it's very helpful when he refers back, because then you know he's talking about exactly the same thing. But that's the way exactly the way the Chazun Ish, which, which is the next source, understood the Rambams. So you shouldn't think of them as a contradiction. The, the words Kivin Libo appear in both places. He's talking about the same content of Kabbalah. Rambam only defines one content that has to be going through your mind when you're davening, which is Shavisi Hashem leNediv Tamer Kilo Medaber Meshchina Kilo shkina Omei 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 Kilo Meshchina Omei Nigdal. Why in Paragdal does it sound like it's Maakev for the entirety of fila, but in Parag Yud it sounds like it's only Maakev for the first bracha? But the Rambam had to write the book in a structured fashion, so first he tells you what the content content of the Kabbalah is. It's, it's more
2: than that. Paragdal is, is the Chatzchila. Parag is the Vidya.
0: It's the If you make mistakes, Parag Yud is all about mistakes, mistakes in if you if you don't if you say the wrong thing if you if you skip something so as part one of the mistakes you might make is only have kavanah for the first bracha the Raman is telling you your Yod say if you only have Kavana, if you only have kavanah for the first bracha yeah dave right, if,
1: if you look at the at per, the subject of first dalit versus the subject of parik nus the subject of first dalit is you know the condition the required conditions for its You yeah. right to have mikudos you have to prepare you have to right. in other words. Where do, you, where do you have to be standing and how do you have to be prepared for tefillah? And in that context, the of makes a lot of sense. In other words, what does your state of mind have to be for tefillah versus Yud, which by and large talks about mistakes, mistakes. in tefillah if you forgot. The chazam makes a mistake in the middle. He has to, the Yud is talking about the words, basically. Right? Oh, you're so saying
0: you're talking about the words, not just my right. mistakes, yes. Yes, yes. but the words.
1: So, right. so, in that context, when you talk about you didn't have Kavana, Right. The subject is if you made a mistake in davening, you made
0: uh, a mistake. You said, said it. More words,
1: you should have said it. The should have said it. Why does he say libo? It doesn't say <laughs> I but, but, that's that's, but again, that's question, If you read, if you read the, you know, the whole right. the in well, it's ta, you're saying, but you're like saying the ta, ta is in it, the words.
0: Right? So, keeping so, leave was also in the words you're saying. Ta so is clearly in the words.
1: <laughs> Good.
0: So, yeah. Noam was saying that, that that the context of Paragyot is mistakes. So, it's talking about the same kavana. just a mistake in kavana. I didn't have kavana for the entire thing. But really, it's the same kavana as Paragyot. What Dov is saying is that, yeah, Paragyot is talking about mistakes, but it's talking about mistakes in the words of davening. So therefore, the kavana that Raman was talking about in Paragyot is also kavana about the words of davening. And that maybe that's the source for Chaim, it's the Perish um, Chaim, doesn't, he doesn't go there. He doesn't explain to you what the indication in Perigud is. He's talking about a different type of Gabana, other than the fact that the scope and the parameters are different. That's his, that, 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 that's his portal into this. But I, think, I, hear, I hear what Dovah say, that the mistakes around Rebbe talking about Perigud, by and large, are mistakes in the words of Davin. So it seems like, I mean, I, I, don't, are you gonna do, I don't know if you're going to go more into the Chazanish, but it seems like his understanding is to set the tone more. Oh, like that, uh, so first, yeah, so the first, so, so let's go there. Just to bring in our Thursday, we a little, bit. Oh, yes. well, Karbansky has the same concept, right? That, that you set the tone at the beginning, and then it yeah. carries it out, even if you lose thought. Or... So the Khazanesha doesn't, doesn't actually go there. Let's, let's, assume, let's assume Rav Chaim is right. So let's assume the Khazanesha is right. It doesn't matter. But for one part of Kabana and Tzvila, it's clear, according to the Rambam, which is a simple read in the Gemara, that you only need it for the first brachosh Hashmonas, right? According to Rav Chaim's understanding of the Rambam, you only need Kabana for Pir Shemidim the first brachosh Hashmonas, According to the other Eid of the Rambam, this kavana that you're omitting is only necessary for the first Bracha. But why? The Rambam said it's ina a if you daven without kavana, and yet we're still saying that you only need it for the first Bracha. So how are we supposed to jive those two things?
2: So. Again, the <laughs> Kavanah, the Geth, saying that the Rambamakim is a tefillah, alpha, pisha, means don't start. So since one of the dives without Kavanah is not a tefillah, therefore if you travel, you're supposed to be after you travel, you can't start because you know you're not going to have Kavanah. Not even the first bracha. But if you think that you'll do a good job, if you think you can do it, so you start it out and you have the first bracha. Then, oops, you might go on this. Then you're okay. Yeah, but it's <laughs> anachanti. The rest of Shmonez is <laughs> not a tefila, but it's not ma'akev. It's not ma'akev, right?
0: And they go to a very menorah. Yes. Yeah. So good. The question. Then the question is, why is the first bracha unique? What about the first bracha makes it that you're not ma'akev? So there are two ways to go. If you look at, look at the, on in the sheet. Let's we'll skip it a little bit. Let's we'll, we'll, let's we'll go back to Chazon about. His definition of, of Kavana, and then then we'll conclude with that. Um, look at look at source number eleven for a second, Rabbi Numinuach. Rabin Aminok on this Rambam, I'm gonna give you where it is, it's a paragyod, where he's explaining why the first braka is needs kavana. Rabin Aminok says as follows the Kiban Shekivin li boba abos, shihi braka rishona, shishba zakher alukuso y spabarach, shumam sikola odam, sheshkakaso bitovim mashalin lhem gimula. A philon is the Balbala Daito Akarkach, Filo me akar shakiven libo braka rishona, she ikar According to Rabina Manoach, what is unique about the special about the first braca? It had what does it talk about? God. <coughs> God creates the world, God's relationship with the Avos, God's relationship with you. What is how does you define that braha? It's not that it sets a tone like Josh said. We're going to see that in a second. But if you have to, you have to. If you if you have to give, if you have, you have to explain to somebody what is the tansit of davening. The yes, there's shavah, Bakasha, But what is the main thing that you're doing? Korner What is the main part of davening? Clearly, shavah, discussing God. It's not about discussing your needs. Your needs maybe, are maybe another way of giving Shavach to Hashem. Look, God, I can't do any of this without you. I'm recognizing my dependency. That's part of, part of maybe, maybe it's part of Shavach. But it's clear that Rebbeinah Manoach is saying that Shavach is the main part of davening. And therefore, the first has unique status, well, that is the main Shavach you're going to be giving, to, to be describing Hashem as um, in, in your in your, in, your, in your tefillah. So it's not about setting the tone. It's about, if you have to slice and slice tefillah, what is the main theme of tefillah? This is very much anti-Rabbeinu Soloveitchik because Soloveitchik thought Bakasha was the main theme of Tefillah, but Rabbeinu Menachem is pretty clear that Shabbat, talking about God, is the main theme in Tefillah. Rabbeinu himself, maybe because he, in many of his writings, argues that Bakasha is the main part of Tefillah. Tefillah Number Twelve, Rishimo Shirim. Every time I quote a I get to call my father in and tell him I quoted Rishimo. So it's, it's, I try to. It's bonus points for me. Um, what does he say? Um, look at the third line. The Ratzel Omar, in the middle of the line, What is unique about the first Bracha Shemon Not the content of the Bracha, it just happens to be the first. And because it's the first, like, 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 like Josh said, sometimes if you start a process in a Laka, you say the Lushma, you put the Kavanah at the beginning. It carries its way all the way through, even if you start daydreaming in the middle, even if you don't have that actively in the front, the, front of your consciousness, all, all, the front of your consciousness all the way through. So according to Rabbi Manoah, what's unique about the first bracha is the content of the first bracha, that shavach is the main part of fila and that's why you only have to have kapana. Whatever the type of Kavana we're talking about, that's why the first bracha is unique. But according to Rabbi Saldechek, Yosef actually has a long tshuva, we argue the same exact thing, that there's nothing unique about shavach. Really, in yibakasha also. But the first thing you do as part of a process sets the tone for that sort of process and carries, carries its way through. So Beshek says, what's an avkamina between me and, and, and this other approach? He doesn't quote Rehmanoach, because we that the other approach exists. So Let's say somebody gets drunk <laughs> in the middle of Shmon Let's say. let oh, so that's what he
2: What? I before, I didn't kick in yet.
0: Okay, maybe that. Oh, let's say, he, he says, let's say somebody's <laughs> mishtaker, ben He actually, this is part of Igrosogrid. So he wrote this as a letter to his father when he was in Berlin when he was in college. So you probably saw a lot of people getting drunk. So he's like, I don't know, I don't know what Berlin was like in the 19, 1930s, but um, University of Berlin. But um, yeah, he went to some frat party and he saw people getting drunk. He's like, ah, oh, what about the Rambam? Um, let's say somebody has kavanah in the first part of Tzvila and then they do something that actively gets them out of a kavanah state in the middle of Tzvila. So argues, you argues, agree with piece yourself, he says if you follow the Rabbi Minoak model, the first brocco is super important, it's unique, that's the Ikar Tzvila, that's all you need, it doesn't really matter what happens to the rest of the Tvila but if you follow such as my model that it's about setting the tone for the rest of the Ovening so you could argue if you daydream the rest of the Ovening that's neutral so your original Kavana can carry its way through but if you do something in the middle of Tvila that actively gets you out of the state of Kavana like you get drunk in the middle of the evening, so then you won't be able to asari, even though you had good Kavana for the first part of Tvila yeah it
1: could probably you could use a uh, maybe cleaner example like okay. your phone Oh yeah. So, so like that, he like good, good, good. Yeah. He uses
0: he. So he uses. Maybe we'll have it before before our Purim, We'll have Where's we'll do a shirah about it about, about shikor betzvilah. He uses uses drinking because mm-hmm. drinking the Gemara refers to and the Rishonanam follow through as a toeva, mm-hmm. something which is active, which is uh, not just not just distracting, but it actively puts you in a state where you can't dump it. And yeah. and
1: yeah, interestingly, again, this this Rishimos is very different than. Is like more philosophical, where he talks about Shemaita Tefillah. Really the key. It's really the key. Yes. It's Interesting that he would say here that you know again in line with the Rambam that the first parasha is the the Ichar, but but like philosophically really the crux is at the end of Shemaita Tvila.
0: One hundred percent. I think I think I think it's 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 sort of if Slavic is trying is trying to create the full package because he thinks Akashos are the most important part most important part of Tvila, and the Rambam is clear the first parasha has a special status. So, yeah, so you have to, there's a little bit of tension there. What is the first brahkoah's special status if Akash in any part? It must be that the content in the first brahkoah doesn't have special status. It just so happens it's a first. So that Kavana carries, carries its way through. It seems like it's almost the concept of making brahkoah in general. But that's, that's, the what? Well, it puts us in the mindset. and which the didn't already move from the Zuma. Right. You know, that you have that. You know, you're actually in the whole time you're sitting there with Sukkah. That you're, you know, but, right. okay, you're going to make a Put yourself in mitzvah, so that carries it, carries it through The right. Ritva says, that's a birkos mitzvah has to be over the siyasa, as opposed to other mitzvahs, because it puts, its purpose is to help you have kavanah when you go ahead and do the mitzvah. Yeah. So he says there's no purpose to do it, making the brachah afterwards, as opposed to the Zeruah that says you can make the afterwards. It's about giving Shavak to Hashem about the mitzvah, yeah. so it could be before or afterwards, either, yeah. either way you go. Um, fantastic. Let's just, let's just finish off with um, with a little bit about daydreaming. So if you follow Rav Chaim Salvechik all the way through, um, so the kavanah of being omi the is something that is ma'ake for the entirety of davening. Perish Amidlim, you can just have for the first bracha. being omi the hashchina is something which you have to have for the entire for the entirety of davening. According to Rav Chaim how many people in the world are actually yotzei tefillah? <laughs> this is one of the major questions the we have on him. Next week in Brisk Hashem, look up Chuvah He points this out. According to Rav Chayim, it's very hard to be yotzei davening. The Chazanish points out it's very hard to be yotzei davening. Rav Shlomo our book says, nobody will be able see davening according to of kind of And he points out, it's not just us. The Amoraim themselves, they dream during davening. You look at source number nine, um, the, the, the passage <coughs> in the Talmud Yerushalmi which gets, which, gets, which, gets which, which gets quoted in Tospos. Um, look at the, the second line of the Gemara, the second line of, of source number nine in the middle of the line, Amr Amr Good, we have five minutes left. Amr afkiyarubah. I never had in my entire life. One time I tried to have Kavana. Fiharis Bulebi, and I started thinking in my heart, V'amris, Man Ali Kumi Malka Kadmi, Arkivasa or Rishkalusa. If you have a king, some type of lord, and the Rishgalusa coming into a room, who comes after the king? This 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 random lord, the Arkivusa, or the Rishgalusa? What What is he saying? He tried to one once in his life he tried to have Kavana. And what did he start dreaming about? Royal family protocol. You know the royal family is walking into a room. Who walks first? Who walks second? Next line of the Gemara. Shmuel Amar, Anamani said, What do I do when I'm davening? I count the afrokim. Amar, Manes Dimusa. I count the poles, the pillars in the shul. Amrav Matanya, Matanya says, I say thank you to my head. The kind of a mati modem Because when I reach modem, it bows down by itself. So, clearly, Amorim are having a little bit of fun over here, um, a, little, a little bit ironic, but what are they saying that they daydream during, during der, they, 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 they daydream during Dominic? There's a whole line of Mepharshim, they're going to say, Fakhred and I, I brought over here that say, obviously, Amorim couldn't daydream, obviously, this is on their level, everything they're saying maybe has capitalistic significance, but what is a simple, and simple read of Talmud Yashami, which is the way was close to Yashami in a couple of places in, in, uh, in, in, in Talmud of Babli, that Amorim daydreams. It's, it's, hard, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's a little bit hard to imagine, which is why there are two other approaches which very quickly I want I wanna chart, to chart out over here I talk about a third and the third one we will develop, we'll develop more next time. <coughs> one, one approach is the Kazanish. you go back to the Kazanish um, at the bottom of page bottom of page three, the Kazanish writes as follows. The third to last line. It says you don't need to have active Kavana that you're Omid of the Neshkinah the entire time. Or even for the first part. You, you, you definitely know what you're doing if you stand up and you're starting to It's a nice phrase. You have some weak knowledge. What we would call in the back of your mind, you know what you're doing. But you're not. It's not conscious. You're not. You're not focusing on it. If according to the, the Ish, if you stand up in Davish Menasre and you start daydreaming, but it sounds like if somebody would ask you, "What are you doing?" You would say, "I'm Davish Menasre." Hopefully not in the middle of but if somebody asked me afterwards, what, "What do you just do?" You would be able to respond, "I'm Davish There's enough shavisi Hashem to net Tanit, to So the Chazon, quotes the as other other post gum quota he lowers the bar of what, what is considered Shibisy Hem Linag which is a great which is a great way of doing it. It could be this is a way that many of us are no hegamasa. No heg Suppose Raf Kayim's very aspirational type of kavanah, which hopefully we get from time to time, but something which is very I think is very hard for many people to do. It's the same with like the Like we if you go to a share, if you can't repeat it verbatim. Sheer, did you not sheer? I mean, I'm testing you afterwards, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and I, I, yeah, I, I definitely daydream during, during Sheerum. Sometimes I daydream in the middle of Sheerum that I'm, I'm given. <laughs> not necessarily a good idea. But I broke him, how many pillars are there? <laughs> when I said the pillars, I was actually wondering how many pillars are there in the sheer. There's only one. Um, structurally, I hope the building is the stable. It's like that, that school across the street that's like half off the cliff. <laughs> like, I, every, time, every time I walk by, like, I, get, I get a little bit nervous. Um... So that so that is the, the, approach, the approach of the Chassidish. Just in one minute, uh, Rav Chaim Volozhin of all people actually comes in and saves many of our tzivos. If you look at the last source, source number fifteen, Kesar Roche is a compilation of sayings from Rav Chaim V'lazhin. and he writes as follows: um, Tefila below kavana, keguf below nesh. If you die without kavana, it's like a body without a soul. Sounds pretty bad. I'm a rabinu, but Rabbeinu, Rav Chaim V'lazhin says. Shem inan nakhshavas kekarbon shiishlo nefesh nefesh. What are Chaim Sefuloshen do with this? It's almost like a sense of humor, but it's such a powerful statement. If you want to have a soul in your tefillah in your carbon, tefillah can get get So you have to put in your cabana. That's like a carbon tummy. That is a good carbon, an animal. But we also have carbonos that don't have nefesh. We have a carbon mincha. So your your tefillah is worth something, even if you don't have any cabana whatsoever. Um, so he's not saying you're to say the mitzvah of tefilla. Maybe you're not you'll say, Maybe you have to be Chosar Mispalah again, a second time around. But your tfila wasn't worthless. If you davened without kavana, and has the status of a kavan Even the briskers, in the end of the day, are need to rely on Rav Chaim a little bit. Because you look in the footnotes of the, the newer version of Kesarosh, they bring down a story about the briskerav, the Rav Chaim Voloshin's son. Somebody asked the briskerav, according to your father, according to you are you ever Yodzei Tefillah Because maybe you could concentrate for long periods of time. Maybe there are three other people in the world that can concentrate for that amount of time. But unless you're davening with a bunch of people from the Salvation Family, like, how many people are actually concentrating all the way through that there's Shadiz Yashem with that level of concentration that Yodzei Tefillah? So yeah, you are davening, you're Yodzei Tefillah, but the nine other people around you are not davening. There's It's not considered a halos tefillah. Eina tefillah akavana, And therefore, you're never actually Yodzei Tefillah B'Tzibor. What did the Briska Rebbe say? Maybe you're right. Maybe they're not. Maybe with these people, I don't know. I don't know what people are thinking. Maybe they're not Yodzei tefillah. Maybe they would have to repeat Shmonas, right? We'll see next week. said so we don't repeat Shmonas right nowadays, But maybe according to the Raman, they'd have to repeat Shmonas, right? But look at Ravkai and Their tefillah still counts as a tefillah. It registers. It's like a Khabar And In Shemayim, it means something. And therefore, as long as I am davening with Kavanah, if the nine people around me are davening without kamana, because their tefillah registers as something, and it still counts as tefillah betzibur for that one person who is now who is davening with kamana. So even the briskers, even in the, I don't know what Chaim would say, even Rav Chaim even the Rav Chaim son, the Brisker still say there is power to the words themselves of tefillah. Tefillah is not just a myth ad- of in terms of terms of the kavanah being very important. There's a power to the words themselves. The words themselves, just reciting the words Anshen gave us, is considered like a kavanah, and that is considered a tefillah at least for the fact that it's considered tefillah of the one person, one person davening with kavanah. And this really opens up a whole sugya that yeah, according to the Rambam, it sounds like tefillah al kavanah is not considered not considered tefillah at all. But maybe there's maybe. We had their other models. Maybe Tfila is more of a Mitzvah Shebedebor, like other Mitzvah Shebedebor. You just have to recite the text. Recite the text because all gave us, you're going to be Yotzi in the Mitzvah, it's going to register, it's going to count as something. And Akronim really quote and use this passage from Chaim from, Velezhen from, to develop this idea that maybe Tfila could be considered a regular Mitzvah Shebedebor in the sense that even if you don't have an amazing kavana, it's still worthwhile to go ahead and daven, and you could still be Yotzi some level tefillah even without Kavana whatsoever. And God willing, next week, we're going to explore that a little bit more and what impact that might have on the level of Kavana, which which, which we should be having. Yeah, so I'm
1: sorry to delay. I know time's up, but uh, I, I think one of my favorite like passages uh, was a paragraph from Ramitana's book, where he said that someone came to him on Air Rosh Hashanah and said, like, I'm distracted. I'm in the army. I can't focus. You know, you need to have tefillah of Kavana. Uh, what should I do? And Ramitana said, Sometimes you have to doubt without Kabbalah. So, <laughs> yeah. know, it, it's uh, along the same
0: line, but some, sometimes you just don't have it, and that's the best thing you can do. The best you can do. And we'll see. The best you can do is uh, is what might actually be Ma'aki, according to sama God willing, we'll see that We'll see that next week. A more <laughs> subjective yeah. level of what's yeah. necessary for Kabbalah. Thank important. you so much, really and Hashem. we'll continue this next week.